DJ, roll the intro. Hey guys, my name is Bogdan and you're listening to Email Marketing Secrets, the show where I go behind the scenes and tell you how to master email as a marketing channel for your business. Whether you have an e-commerce store or you run a B2B or B2C business, whether you're an entrepreneur or a digital marketing freelancer, this podcast is for you. What is going on, Email Marketing Nation? Bogdan here with another episode of Email Marketing Secrets. In today's episode, you're going to learn five tips on how to get started as an email marketer for e-commerce. The truth is, I get this question all the time, and just recently, actually, uh, one of my followers, one of my followers on Instagram, sent me a message asking what he should focus on in his new role as email marketing exec for an e-commerce store. And um, I give him a simple answer with nine short and sweet tips. And in today's episode, we're going to quickly cover um, each of these tips. I've actually condensed them into seven. And um, hopefully it's going to help you, um, all of you out there that are trying to enter the email marketing and e-commerce industry, or maybe you're simply trying to enhance your email marketing skills. Um, Regardless of your goals, I think you'll really find these useful. This is also the methodology I follow here at EmailCong to ensure that my clients are set up for success and it's pretty much part of my onboarding process for each and every one of my clients. So let's get started. Tip number one uh, for email marketing success is to set up your sending domain from the, from the very beginning. If you're a new brand with a small uh, sending volume, then you should stick to your email provider sending domain. If you're a bigger brand that has a sizable database of, let's say, 50,000 plus subscribers, then it's definitely worth for you considering setting up a dedicated sending domain. Um, this will ena- enable you to have more control over your sender reputation and not be dragged uh, down by the lower quality senders that may affect uh, from using a shared sending domain. Um, having a uh, shared sending domain is not bad uh, as well. I think you know if you're just starting out, then it's less overwhelming and it will help you get there. But once you sort of go past the threshold of let's say 30, 40, 50,000 subscribers, then you might want to consider building uh, and creating a dedicated sending domain. Tip number two for email marketing success in e-commerce is to create one single list. Now, a lot of, like I say this thing to a lot of my clients is to to stop going into the bad habit of creating lists for all subscriber entry routes. I've seen plenty of e-commerce stores creating a list for every single pop-up they create on their store, or even worse, creating a list every time they wanna segment their audience. So they just import the segment they wanna create into their email provider, which obviously gets imported as a list. Now, the problem with that is that lists are static. And once you've created one, it's really hard to remove the subscribers from the partic- that particular list because a subscriber may only live or could only live in one and not the other. So you're risking losing that subscriber information by deleting the list or changing it. And merging lists into email providers, sometimes the UI allows you to do that seamlessly, sometimes it doesn't. What does allow you to do it seamlessly is segments. And I would definitely recommend using segments instead of using email lists. 
Now, uh, tip number three is to use multi-step pop-up to uh, multi-step pop-ups to enrich your data pre-purchase. Lots of email marketers preach the importance of um, zero and first-party data, and you know I'm no different. I really believe in it. I believe it's the future, especially with the new iOS updates. And I'm a huge fan of collecting more data pre-purchase at sign-up. So what I mean by that is that once the subscriber gave you their email address. Um, add two or three more windows to your pop-up to find out more about who they are. Now, if you're a health supplement business, ask them what their goal is. Maybe their goal is to lose weight, gain muscle, uh, be overall healthier. You want to make sure that you sort of quantify these different types of subscribers so that you can target them later, post-purchase or even better, pre-purchase. Um, maybe you want to add a second question to ask them what their favorite flavor is. And this way, it will help you uh, personalize more emails in the future. Let's say if you have a new flavor coming out and you know that you have 30% of your subscribers who like that particular flavor because you've always collected this data pre-purchase on sign up, then your campaign is going to perform a lot better. I can assure you with that. Um, I would definitely say add multiple data points to your customers to better understand who they are and help your uh, segmentation efforts. Now, tip number four for email marketing success on e-commerce um, is to build a preference center. Now, this is something that I see a lot of e-commerce stores skip or just not do at all. And it's one of the most neglected area uh, of onboarding uh, an e-commerce store with their email account. Um, it is a really quick win that you can achieve uh, by building the preference store because you can reduce unsubscribes and you can help um, the store update more data and enrich customer properties further when a particular subscriber clicks on that update your uh, data link that you add on the footer of every email. So it's definitely something that moves the needle very little, but I would definitely put it right up there as one of the more uh, important things to, to get done when you start working in email marketing with an e-commerce store. Um, number five, and probably the most important for me, is to create your engaged segments. The first thing you want to do is to create your core engaged segments based on uh, 60, 90, or 120 day open and clicks activity. So for example, everyone that has opened or clicked uh, one of your campaigns in the last 60 days, duplicate that segment and then edit the time frame to 90 days, then duplicate it again and edit the time frame to 120 days. Those are your core engaged segments. Start with the, the, the one that has the uh, narrowest time frame, so with the 60 days, and then go up uh, depending on how your campaigns are performing. You can also expand to 180 days or 365 days, but be careful because you risk damaging your deliverability. One bonus tip here is to segment your Apple users uh, outside of your core engaged segments. Um, and use engagement metrics such as clicks, active on site, or recent purchasing history only for Apple users and keep them separate. The reason you want to do that is because of the, the latest iOS 15 updates where Apple makes it impossible for any email providers to see opens activity. So you want to leave opens out of it and sort of keep your Apple users separate from the, list, from the rest of your uh, subscribers. The next one on our list is to create your core email flows. After you created your engaged segments, um, it's really time to get uh, creating on your email flows. Uh, my recommendation with email flows, you guys would know if you've listened to some of my previous episodes, 
um, when I talked about 25 different flows you can build for an e-commerce store, um, that some of the most important ones for me are welcome flow, the welcome flow, the abandoned checkout flow, the post-purchase flow, uh, such as a customer thank you flow or upsell flow, uh, browse abandonment flow, and customer win back flow. These are the primary points during the customer journey that bring the most amount of traffic and essentially cover every single area, important area of your e-commerce store. It's, you know, everything that comes beyond these is generally considered more advanced email marketing and it's not really needed unless you sort of, sort of like go above or beyond level, a certain level. Um, so I would definitely recommend you stick to the basics and try and optimize these email flows. If you create all of these email flows and you create them the right way, then I guarantee you will surpass 20% in email uh, attributed revenue. Um, the last tip on our uh, list today, I've sort of wanted to go through these a bit faster. I want to make my podcast episodes a bit more condensed so you can consume information a lot faster uh, as opposed to listening to a 40-minute episode of me dragging on and on and on about uh, different things you can do with email marketing. So uh, with that said, the last point on our list is to start sending campaigns to your engaged segments. After you've created your email flows, um, basically you can fi finally start capitalizing on your on the list that you've built for the last three, six months or the list that you already had built before. Um, and I would say with campaigns, you want to start sending gradually. And I would start with one campaign per month, maybe two with max, and you only want to send these campaigns to engaged segments. Start with the, the most narrow time frame, so engaged segments in the last 60 days. If you want to go even lower to 30 days and you have a bigger list, then definitely do that. Uh, but this will allow you to optimize your performance slowly and create a, a standard operating procedure on how you want to send email campaigns for your brand. And um, it's definitely how I recommend you would do it uh, if you are just starting out uh, on email campaigns. Um, now, what I want to leave you with is that, you know, personally, I'm a huge fan of, of sophisticated email automation and, and doing a lot of crazy things with email marketing, creating a lot of fancy flowcharts and optimizing the customer journey. But guys, I would really suggest that you stick to the basics, focus on what moves the needles the most. Um, sticking to the fundamentals will most certainly and most likely from experience will drive around 90% of your results and that's revenue wise as well. Um, you know, focus on what moves the needle the most and then what, once you've truly perfected the basics, then you can start scaling to more advanced stuff. Um, that's, that's about it for today. Uh, we have seven tips on how to get started in email marketing for e-commerce, how to become a better email marketer in e-commerce. And essentially, I would even put these, these seven tips as, let's say, an onboarding sequence for yourself once you get a new e-commerce client or if you are an e-commerce store yourself and you want to get started with email marketing, just follow these, these seven steps from top to bottom and you should have a pretty optimized fundamental uh, email marketing strategy. If you'd like to learn more about email marketing, make sure to follow me on Instagram at emailkong. So that's at email, K-O-N-G, emailkong, where I share exclusive content on email marketing every single week. Uh, I would say I post every every few days, but lately I've been posting daily. So uh, definitely make sure to give it, a, give it a follow. Lastly, if you want to download any cool resources like templates, email swipes, uh, then head over to emailkong.com. That's email, K-O-N-G.com. I've just recently launched my e-commerce email flow swipe file where I share 25 different flows you can build for an e-commerce store. There's also a podcast episode, just the one before this, that covers the same thing. But if you do want to 
sort of download the PDF of that, then make sure you head to my website, emailkong.com. Uh, you can download that on emailkong.com slash forward email hyphen swipe hyphen file. Again, that's emailkong.com slash forward email hyphen swipe hyphen file. Thanks again for listening, guys. I'll see you on the next one.